Coming up today, it's been too long. We hear from Steve Matson, Grand Rapids fishing guru. We talk Winnie, we talk Pokegama, and we just talk fish in general. Great conversation with Steve Matson coming up next. <laughs> This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. Well, it's been too long, but we're finally checking back in with Steve Matson of Matson Angling over in the Grand Rapids area. Steve, uh, my mistake, I, uh, you know, you kind of get lost, not you particularly, but I kind of get lost in the shuffle, and I was looking through all my names, and I was looking at a list of people. I said, Steve Matson, I haven't talked to him in years, so welcome back, and thanks for uh, thanks for being willing to be back on the show. Absolutely. It's, it's my pleasure, and uh, Kev, I understand that you you got a lot of good resources there in front of you, so I, I can see how uh, somebody might slip through the cracks with all the good anglers in uh, northern Minnesota, anyways. But yeah, it's a pleasure to be back, and uh, looking forward to this. Well, I've learned how to use spreadsheets now, so I can put people on my list and, and you know keep them permanently. So. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Steve uh, of Matson Angling, let's talk a little bit about your background. It has been a while since you've been on the show. We've, we've definitely expanded our audience with a podcast now, so it's getting out to a wider area. So for those who maybe aren't real familiar with you, Steve, uh, tell us a little bit about your history and how you got into the fishing biz. Yeah, so I've been uh, tournament fishing now, uh, primarily bass now, for 20 years, and I've also been uh, a kind of a freelance outdoor writer for around the 20-year mark, so crazy how fast time goes, but uh, I just, uh, you know, had some friends and some influences that uh, had the same uh, eagerness and willingness to, to learn and to grow and to help be a part of the sport, and so I kind of just dove in, and just my personality, wanting to learn and to grow, it, it just kind of helped uh, fuel the fire, if you will, for, for a lot of years, and it's just, it's, it's crazy how fast time goes, but uh, I've had a lot of uh, great uh, influences uh, with the Petersons and, and fishing with them and certainly some of the guides that are around the Grand Rapids area that helped, uh, helped me grow and learn and mature as an angler, and, and it's been a lot of fun. And now I have a, a 10-year-old boy that uh, is is uh, a boy after my own heart right now. He's really getting into fishing. It's been uh, fantastic to, to share and to help him grow and to learn and to just just have fun, uh, you know, being a father son and a, and a family relationship and and getting into the, the sport of fishing. So, I'm assuming growing up in the Grand Rapids area, fishing was something you were introduced to quite young in life. Yeah, my my dad actually uh, was was born on the Iron Range and raised in the Iron Range and spent time going into the Boundary Waters and stuff like that as he was a youth and. He got into, uh, you know, bass fishing and smallmouth fishing and at, at a young age. So I always would, would marvel at a, a tackle box full of lures and wondered uh, how they worked and how they caught fish. And so, yeah, at a, at a young age, uh, my dad uh, definitely introduced me to, to fishing. And, um, and thankfully, my whole life, I've been in and around water, living in the great state of Minnesota. 
And so, uh, yeah, fishing kind of really early got into my blood and uh, very happy for it because it's definitely a a lifelong hobby that, uh, you know, it it really brings uh, peace to my soul just getting out on the water. I can forget about the rigors of life and and just get out there and think about catching, uh, you know, a little little finned fish. So... (laughs) Well, you know, in our area, we've got so many lakes to choose from, and, and basically we think of our area as uh, as going about as far east as Winnie. Your area kind of starts at Winnie, so let's let's start Winnie and go more towards Grand Rapids. Tell us a little bit about uh, what we can find over in that neck of the woods. Yeah, well, when you uh, when you when you think about the Grand Rapids area, you know, um, of course, everybody wants to know what's happening on Pekegabon mm-hmm. with those uh, smelt-fed walleyes, and uh, that fishery is uh, it, it's it, it's always a slow starter. You know, it's a it's a cold deep, or a deep deep clear water lake, and they always start out cold, and it it takes a while to kind of get them going and. Uh, we're, we're kind of seeing that right now. And then, you know, a lot of lakes in this area are kind of deep clear when you're talking about uh, Deer Lake and Trout Lake and Pekegama. And so they, they usually are, are cold and they're, and they're slow going. And that's why some of the guys will go to some of the stained lakes like uh, Split Hand or whatnot because they seem to warm up a little bit sooner than those lakes. And so guys like to target those type of lakes, uh, you know, for walleyes early in the season. But by the time you get to, to this time of year, uh, it, I, I'm just, I'm telling you, I, June is such an awesome time to be fishing in the Northland. Um, you, we put up with the, such a cold, long, brutal <laughs> winter. And by the time like June is here, it is, you, you gotta be on the water. I mean, June is an awesome time to fish. Doesn't matter what the species is. It, it's an awesome time to get out. And so, when, when you get to June for walleyes though, it, you, you, you kind of switch from the, the, the jig and the minnow. You know, the fireball in, in Shiner works for a while and then, uh, it, it, things start to change as the water temperatures kind of increase and the food levels come up and what you're seeing right now is a lot of these walleyes are are moving to the to the edges and so the the switch is on right now for leaving the minnows and going more towards a leech uh and even starting to see some crawler crawler action taken off so if if you want to get out there and you want to catch some fish in this area uh it's a good thing to tie on something like a, a northland butterfly blade rig with uh put a leech on it and just all this around, the, like, the first transitional edge, anywhere where you're going to find just weeds starting to grow up and the edges of the structure is, is a great time to target uh, the fish this time of year. What, what the, the beauty of it is, though, is, is most of the, the fish are recovered from the rigors of spawn. And so what you have is you have, they, they do have food available, but you also have hungry fish. And that's why I say June is such an awesome time to be out fishing is because, Fish are primarily done with the rigors of spawn, and they're ready to eat. Like, they're ready to just focus on growing, getting strength back. And so as an angler, you you, you say, you know, how, how can fishing be good? Well, when, when fish are ready to eat, it's good to be an angler. So <laughs> that's what uh, we love about the, this time of the year. No question about it. Um, talk a little bit. You, you mentioned uh, the smelt-fed walleyes of Pokegama. Beautiful fish. Not the easiest to catch, though. It, yeah, 
Pekegema has been, uh, you know, a little bit tricky for some, and they do have smelt, you know, like you said, the, the smelt-fed walleye, so they, they tend to grow quickly. It's just a, a really good food source, an oily food source, and so it helps them to grow. And what what happens later on is, is uh, a lot of tournament guys have techniques where they're using great, great big uh, creek chubs and things like that where they can... Uh, drop that right in front of these big walleyes and, and get some fish that way. But early on, it, it really is kind of a crawler thing, though. Um, it starts out, as like I said, as leeches, and it turns into a crawler thing. So if guys, uh, you know, don't really – it kind of is counterintuitive because you'd think minnows and, and smelt and you should, you know, try those techniques, but it really is a, uh, a really good uh, crawler lake. And so if you can think crawlers and all the techniques associated with crawlers with, you know, butterfly blade uh, worm harnesses and just other harness-type things with uh, standard uh, spinners, um, you, you will catch some fish. And uh, that's, that's my hot tip is to, is to think crawlers and think more along those lines, uh, finding the edges and, and the weed edges this time of year, and you'll, you'll be able to catch fish. The interesting thing about Pekegema is, you know, a lot of times it's, it's, it's not hard to catch the big ones. It's almost hard to find eaters. <laughs> and so, um, but this time of year, early on, it seems like the eaters show up. And so it's kind of unique, but if you, you put the time out there and fish the edges, you're going to get all kinds of, you know, fish from uh, 30 inches to, uh, you know, your 16, 17, 18 inches. So. Steve Batson is my guest. It's Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. Steve Batson of the Grand Steve Batson of Grand Rapids is my guest today. Tell us a little bit about some of the, the other lakes that maybe we don't know a lot about but uh, are not real secrets to people in your area that that have good walleye populations as well yeah that's a good question uh you know i i mentioned earlier i guess deer and and trout lake mm-hmm. and polar rain they they kind of both set up similar to pegama so if you are uh you know figure out how to to get the bites on pegama then switching over to trout is going to be pretty similar because that's a deep uh, clear water lake and it has similar rock structure and a lot of edges and points and things of that nature and, and deer lake is much the same too it's it's more of a, a rocky base there are some weed beds but um you use your you know good electronics you're going to be able to pick up where fish are and that's again this time of year you start to be able to, to see them show up on your electronics they're not so shallow that you need side imaging to be able to find out where they are they're they're starting to show up below the boat and that that makes it a lot easier for us walleye guys to to find them but yeah the same same techniques uh this this area is 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 ends up being leech leech and crawler uh if you get a strong wind uh you know don't be afraid to pull the the jig and minnow out and fish the the wind wind pounded stuff i mean that it'll definitely kick off there but you definitely need the wind in order for that uh, uh jig bite to happen again so um it's it's primarily best to, to stick with the the leeches and the crawlers and uh, really on all these lakes i mean even i mentioned split hand uh, earlier and that that's a stained water so that seems to warm up quicker but um uh, the old uh, the old harnesses and the rigs are are uh, the thing to do 
One of the things I've I've noticed over here that has changed a lot uh, since I started doing this show, and it's been it's been too long. But um, you know, it used to be you get into July, August, and it was like absolutely dead when you were trying to talk walleyes. I don't know if it's the electronics, the gear, just smarter anglers with the information that's out there now, but it seems like, though not hot and heavy, um, no matter what time of year, you can find some walleyes. Uh, sometimes they're easier than others, but, but there's very few days where I hear people actually getting skunked anymore. I, I think you nailed it. I mean, honestly, it, it really is that. I mean, we have access to these electronics that are just, you know, unbelievable. I mean, it, as long as you can understand them, <laughs> some people struggle in that, and rightfully so, because there's a lot of information. But, uh, yeah, as soon as you figure out shadows and all of that nature around these, the side imaging and down imaging, paints a picture that's, you know, better than x-rays, it seems like. Um, yeah, there's no there's no place for these things to hide, that's for sure. So, And as, as that happens, of course, guys come up with techniques to uh, – to, to put baits in front of the fish, and, and I think you're right. I mean, the whole, uh, the average angler is, is way more advanced today than, than it was, you know, five, ten years ago, 15 years ago, whatever, that we just, we have all these tools, and every angler is, is, is learning them more and more, and so you learn about people that are not afraid to use a big minnow and mark, mark a specific fish on a specific piece of structure and drop right down to it you know and then if 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 it bites great if not you know guys will move on to the next one and kind of uh you know use the electronics to their advantage and just try to be super efficient on the water i mean guys sometimes they're even using slip bobbers in super deep water just to say oh i marked a fish right there let me put a leech down in front of them and so guys come up with uh, some creative techniques in in order to uh to catch their fish and then, you know, the rage in the walleye scene has been, you know, using your uh, jig and rapalas or puppet minnows and, you know, those type of really lead-borne weights that are typically used in ice fishing to, to fish walleyes late in the season when they're deep. Again, you can target them. They're there. And, uh, we, boy, we've had a ton of success with them uh, last few years. And, you know, it's not, not much of a secret anymore, but if you have not tried that and you have some good electronics and you're willing to go out there, it's, it's, it's a phenomenal technique. I mean, last fall, my uh, nine-year-old son came out with me, and uh, we were fishing on Pekegama in 28 to 32 feet of water, and he literally caught his first limited walleyes all by himself uh, at a nine-year-old. You know, I don't know how how old I was when I... Uh, first caught my first limit of walleyes, but I guarantee I was not nine years old. So <laughs> it, it, it's an effective technique, and, uh, you know, later on when the fish move deeper, it's uh, you got to be trying that. But, of course, it, it's it's not happening now. we got to wait, uh, you know, a few more months for that to happen. But um, that's uh, it's a really fun technique. Okay. Well, let's talk a little bit about bass angling. I know you like bass fishing. Um, it's that time of year for them, too. I mean, that's the beauty of June. Pretty much everything's biting, and, and bass is, uh, is among them. Absolutely. No, this is, uh, this is kind of the, the, the season for bass, guys. I mean, I, it's, it's finally topwater time. I mean, it, it takes a little while for the, you know, them to get through their spawn and for the water to be the right temperature and, 
really, that's how it got me uh, hooked into bass fishing was watching them crush a topwater lure, and it's time. I mean, Northland, it is, it is time right now. So if you're looking for uh, the thrill of catching a bass on the surface, then get the family together or get your friends together and get out there. I mean, whether you're fishing largemouth or smallmouth, uh, put on a topwater. Um, my, uh, my family and I, we've been using uh, a lot of hollow-body frogs lately. The jawbreaker spoons fish near the surface are, are an excellent choice right now. I mean, basically you have weed growth that's just, it's, it's kind of in its infancy, maybe a little bit more advanced, but the weeds are there, the bass are there, the water temperature is right. I mean, they, they are biting right now, and it's been a lot of fun the last, uh, the last week for sure. Um, so yeah, get get out there, get the family, and get out there, and you know, like I said, get a jawbreaker spoon, hollow body frog, and and cast out there in the weeds, and I guarantee you, you're going to get uh, some some hits. Well, I talked to a lot of guides, and most of them are, you know, like you, you we we talked I think before going on the air. When it comes to guiding, it's about walleyes. Certainly, people coming from out of the area want to catch those walleyes. But when it comes to what they want to fish for for fun, for most of them, or an awful lot of them, it is bass because it's just a blast. Yeah, absolutely. And there's, you know, bass, uh, you know, largemouth, they kind of consider them the mouth that swims. They'll hit a lot of presentations, but they're going to be, um, you know, they'll, they'll target more specific things. But one, one of the things I was going to touch on is, uh, is the Ned rig has kind of been the the buzz lately in the bass fishing world, and that's NED. Uh, Ned Katie was a guy that kind of invented it, and it's it's a small do nothing worm on a jig. Uh, people are familiar with Senkos, and you know Northland had the dipstick for a while. It's basically that cut into a third, and it's you know skewered onto a jig head. Looks like the stupidest thing ever, <laughs> but uh, I tell you, the fish the fish sure like it. Uh, and it, it was kind of born when, when times were tough and cold front conditions. You know, a guy wanted to try and catch some fish when nothing else was working. And so it is, it is kind of like a finesse technique. And, you know, a lot of us guys up in the Northland, we've been using jig worms and things of that nature for a lot of years. But this has kind of been the, the buzz lately. And like I said, it is, there's nothing impressive about it, but the, the fish sure like it, both large and smallmouth. They just, they, for whatever reason, they don't turn it, turn it down. But, you know, there's other things in, in that realm that work. You don't have to just use a Ned rig. I mean, guys that are using, like, the, the Northland Critter Craw, uh, it's kind of a, just a tiny little crayfish-looking thing. That's a, it's a killer bass bait. That thing has a, a stand-up head design, so it, it almost looks like a, a crayfish going into its fighting position or whatever. But uh, to me, this bait falls in line with, with uh, you know, what the Ned does as far as the profile and the fishability and, or, you know, the standard tubes. Guys have been using little tiny slim tube baits for a long time. That, that kind of, to me, is the, the same profile as what a Ned does. And if a guy used that all day long, I think they'd be surprised at uh, how many fish they actually do catch. But that is a, a bait to... To uh, definitely have in your arsenal if you want to uh, catch some fish for sure, and then uh, you know it, it almost goes without saying, but don't forget your jungle jigs. I mean, the, this bass jig is is super versatile. It flat out catches bass everywhere that I go. And uh, lately, my uh, my son and I we've been rigging this up on uh, like the three eighth ounce version. 
jungle jig with a you know a, a crayfish lake trailer. We've been using the Z-Man Turbo Cross, and basically what you do is you cast the the bait in and around structure. You know your reed beds or your cabbage beds, and and all you do is you you slowly swim it in. It's almost like uh, you know people are used to throwing spinner baits, which is kind of a crank and wind te- technique, and the swim jig is basically. The same type of thing as you, you're casting this in and around structure. Of course, the jungle jig is great as it at being you know weedless with the brush guard that it has on it. So you cast this in and around structure, and you slowly kind of just wind it in, almost like it's you know a crayfish that's slowly moving around bottom. And that uh, is a technique called a swim jig. And you know, bass pros of all likes uh, use this thing across the country. This technique, and it it flat out catches them. It's a really easy technique, but it's it's super effective no matter where you go throughout the country. But definitely around in the Northland, it's uh, it's a great technique to use right now, right in in through July. So it uh, it's it mimics crayfish, and the crayfish is a bass's favorite food. So uh, you can't go wrong with that technique. Great insights and great info from Steve Matson, but wait, there's more. Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. Steve, one of the things that's been happening over here, uh, I feel, uh, there's been a, a great increase in interest in bass angling among, amongst the anglers around here, and I think a couple of reasons for that here in particular. We've had a Bemidji State University fishing team for years. We just developed a Bemidji High School fishing team. So you've got this next generation of anglers that are out there bass fishing all the time. Uh, I don't know if you've got a high school team over there yet or not, but, uh, boy, it sure seems to have spurred interest in bass fishing in general in our area. Yeah, there's there's no question about it. You look across the whole nation and uh, particularly in the south, I think is where it started because they're definitely more into bass fishing than, than we are up here. But uh, it's definitely changed because you know a lot of these pro circuits have come to our area and they, they they let us know what we already do know and that we have fantastic bass fishing in this area. I mean, throughout the whole state, up in the Northland, I mean, we have you know first class type fishing. And so, uh, yeah, it's, it's really neat to to see and to answer your question. Yes, the the Thunderhawks do have. Uh, their, their fishing team, and, in fact, I think they've done pretty well. Uh, you know, uh, some of the teams, I think, have been state uh, state champs, and they've gone on to fish at, like, national levels. And so uh, in the high school ranks and, and in the collegiate ranks, it's definitely picking up speed. And I tell you what, these, these anglers are unreal. I, I've kind of watched some of the other names that kind of were up-and-comers and went through some of the collegiate ranks, and, and now you see their names fishing up against the who's who of bass fishing and, and competing. I mean, it's like they, they do get an education in in this world of bass fishing, and they come out and they have unbelievable skills, and they slide in and they can compete with the best in the world. And it's it's pretty remarkable. It's, it's neat to see. It's neat to see uh, advanced, advancement in the sport. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. And then... You know, it makes it it makes it challenging for all of us uh, other uh, o- older anglers. You know, <laughs> these guys come in and they have such skill that they can uh, whoop our butts. Uh, you know, on a, on our home lakes just because they they've become so versatile and so skilled at uh, the trade. Yeah, well, now now we know you know how Michael Jordan felt when he lost a step or two. I guess, huh? <laughs> <laughs> You're exactly right. <laughs> yeah, it's 
that's one thing that that change does bring is uh, it's you got to you got to keep advancing or you're you know you can't stand still or you're falling behind as they say. Well, before we wrap it up, Steve, uh, if we're going to go out fishing here uh, in the next few days, um, let's uh, let's talk both walleye and bass. Uh, start with walleye. What should we bring with us, and and where where should we be hanging out? Yeah, that's a really good question. What I encourage anglers this time of year is do not get stuck in a rut. Uh, it's very important to switch things up. You know, I, people say it all the time, but it is very true. You have to let the fish tell you what they want. I mean, a lot of times if we, we get into a rut is because we're trying to force feed them to do what we want them to do. And uh, if you be a little bit more flexible and try to adapt, you're, you're going to be more successful. So when, when I'm out, you know, pulling rigs, one thing you want to do is don't put everybody on the same size blade and the same size, same color and, and you know, everyone has a leech on. Pre- prove that before you do that. You know, make sure that somebody's pulling a crawler and if you're, have somebody pull a crawler with, with the butterfly blade worm harness and have somebody else pull a spinner with a, uh, you know, a leech, uh, and maybe, maybe you just go bare bones with just, just pulling a crawler or just pulling a leech, but you, you have to be flexible. Do that. Let the fish tell you what, what's working and then, then, then switch things up so that everybody can partake in the fun. But just, just be flexible. But this time of year, water's warming. We're, we're getting, you know, the lake's kind of moving full gear. So, uh, it is, it is crawler. It is leech season. Uh, so make sure that you pick up some crawlers and leeches and, and go out there and, and pull them around primary to secondary structure. Keep your eyes on your electronics. They're going to start to show up, but they're still still going to be relatively shallow. Um, and, yeah, just get out there and take the family with you and have some fun. And as far as bass goes, uh, I think the main thing is uh, find those weeds, huh? Yeah, there's exactly. There A lot of the weeds are, are starting to grow up. The pads are starting to get grown up you know i right now like i said we got a window here where the uh, the top water bite's going to be going to be great uh i'd also you know use your swim jigs uh smallmouth if you want to do smallmouth they're still on shallow structure you know you'll you'll find them up in the northland they'll they'll spawn clear into july so uh don't ex- don't be surprised if you see still see some fish on beds but uh like i said if you get out your your small tubes uh, you know, the critter craw, things of that nature, the Ned rig and, and fish around shoaly areas, rocky areas, uh, for the smallmouth, you know, they're, they're not, they're still up in the shallow, you know, four to six to eight feet of water. So plenty of fish to be had there if you want to go out there and catch some smallmouth. But yeah, always, always with largemouth, it's cover, cover related. And so find, uh, what weed beds are out there, be it rice or reeds or lily pads. And, uh, yeah, that's where you're going to find the largemouth, no question. Steve, uh, you do some outdoor writing. Where can we find your stuff? So I've been uh, on, uh, on the staff uh, with Midwest Outdoors now for 20 years. I do some uh, freelance writing for some other publications. But Midwest Outdoors is, is primarily where you're going to see my stuff at. And then, uh, you know, you can find me on my webpage, mattsandangling.com, or Instagram at mattsandangling. And, uh, yeah, look me up and... Uh, Look forward to uh, this season, and everybody stay healthy out there and get take the family and catch some fish. If people want to fish the Grand Rapids area and maybe aren't real familiar, do you still have some spots available for guiding this summer? 
Absolutely, yeah. You just want to get a hold of me uh, at com or send me an email at steve at com. We can find some time to, uh, to to fit you into the schedule, and we'd be happy to take you out and definitely would be cognizant of uh, social distancing and things of that nature around the COVID-19. But, yeah, I definitely have... Uh, some available spots that people are interested. Steve Matson of Matson Angling, outstanding information today. Steve, thanks for taking the time. Really appreciate it, and uh, we'll check in with you later this year. Sounds great, Kev. Appreciate the opportunity, and uh, look forward to talking to you down the road. Before we wrap it up, I want to remind you to get registered for the first ever Lucan's Village Foods United Way Fishing Tournament. It's also sponsored by Coca-Cola of Bemidji. This unique tournament, perfect tournament for a COVID-19 world. All you need to do is download the Fish Donkey app, find the United Way tournament, and get registered. With one $200 fee for you and your, uh, for your two-person team, you're basically in two tournaments. You're in a bass tournament and a walleye tournament, and yes, you can win both. First place in each division, $3,000. It's based on 100 boats. But you can fish any lake in Beltrami, Clearwater, and Hubbard counties, and you have three days to fish from 7 a.m. Friday, July 24th through 2 o'clock that Sunday. There is actually no specific limit of votes, so we can go over the 100 mark, and those prizes will go up. It's catch, photo, and release, and the Fish Donkey app does all the work. You can get more details at unitedwaybemidji.org, and go ahead and download the Fish Donkey app. It's great cause. It's going to be a great tournament. The Lucan's Village Foods United Way Fishing Tournament, also sponsored by Coca-Cola, Amity Graphics, Dick Beardsley Fishing Guide Service, and fish in Paul Bunyan country. Speaking of the tournament and Dick Beardsley, we will talk with Dick Beardsley about the big tournament on our next show. That's it for today, though. I'm Kev Jackson. Thanks for joining us. F-I-S-H-I-I-N, Paul Bunyan country.